ಶ್ರೀವರ್ಷವಾನಿ ದ್ವೈತಾಯ ಕೃಪೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಸಂಬಂಧ ವಿಜ್ಞಾನ ದೈನೇ ಪ್ರಭವೇ ನಮಃ ಮಾಧುರ್ವಲ ಪ್ರೇಮಾದ ಶ್ರೀರೂಪನುಭಕ್ತಿ ಶ್ರೀಗೌರಶಕ್ತಿ ವಿಗ್ರಹಾಯ ನಮೋಸ್ತುತೆ ನಮಸ್ತೆ ಶ್ರೀತೈರಿಣತಾರಣೆಯೂರಕಿಶೋರಾಯಿಸ್ತಾಯೂರಾಜಯತೆ ವಂದೇ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣಚೈತನ್ಯತ್ಯನಂದಸೋರಿತುರುಗಾಯ ಪುಷ್ಪಂಥೋತ್ತಮೋ ವಂದೇಹಂ ಶ್ರೀರಾಮಕೃಷ್ಣ ಅಭಯಚರಣ ಸಖೋ ಸುಖದೋ ಪರಮಾನಂದೋ ಸುಂದರೋ ಸುಪ್ರಿಯ ಹೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಕರುಣಾ ಸಿಂಧೋ ದಿನಬಂಧು ಜಗತ್ಪೇ ಗೋಪೀಶಾಗೋಪಿಕಾಕಂತಂತೀ ರಾಧೆ ಬೃಂದವನೇಶ್ವರೇಷವಾನುಸುತೆ ದೇವಿ ಪ್ರಣಮಿ ಹರಿಪ್ರಿಯೇ ಪ್ರಣಮಿ ಹರಿಪ್ರಿಯೇ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರು ವೈಷ್ಣವ ಗುರು ಪರಂಪರಾ ಕಿ ಜಾಯ್ ಶ್ರೀ ಭಕ್ತಿ ವಿನೋದ್ ಪರಿವಾರ ಕಿ ಜಾಯ್ ಶ್ರೀ ಭಕ್ತಿ ವಿಧಾಂತ ಸ್ವಾಮಿ ಪ್ರಭುಪಾದ ಅವಿಭಾವಿಲ್ಲೋತ್ಸವೋತ್ಸವ್ಯಾಪಿಸ್ಟಿವಲ್ of Nanda Maharaj upon uh, finding out that he had a son and standing as he was in the cow shed and a uh, uh, nursemaid signaled to him by her very expressions that it had occurred and of course he lit up with Ananda and proceeded to um, have the darshan of Nanda Dulal, his darling son. It's uh, of interest to note that Prabhupada was born on his day, as I mentioned, and uh, of course he was named Abhaicharam Day. They use the surname uh, or family name. But he was also nicknamed Nanadulal. So his parents used to also refer to him by that name <clears throat> relative to the fact that he was born on um, this uh, auspicious day of Nandotsav, which is actually in Braj when the Jayanti uh, uh, of Krishna, the Janmastami of Krishna's Is, is celebrated. Neighbors are invited and so on and so forth. 
it's uh I wanted to mention yesterday, I don't think I came to that point in our discussion of the uh the descent of Krishna and the Purusha responding to Brahma um, with regard to um, that event about to happen. Uh, putting as he did the, the gods and the earth's minds to ease there I explained that Brahma was standing at the ocean the shore of the ocean of milk from which you can't see uh, the Purusha who was situated in straight to deep in the island within the ocean of milk so Point being, it's very difficult to to see the Purusha, to see God. And the Purusha said that the Mahapurusha would come to resolve the situation. How much more difficult it is to see him, and he would come in the sight of everyone. That's very <laughs> extraordinary. Hmm? He was difficult to see the Purusha. Said someone who's even much more difficult to see. And to know about will come and resolve the situation and more. And in doing so, he'll be seen by everyone as if he is one of them. Hmm? In his Naralila, Naralila, Sri Bhagavan, Sri Krishna Ki Jai, Krishna Tanmastami Ki Jai, Sri Nandotsava Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. So, an auspicious day. And, um, and of course, it's it's uh, it's very very charming to all of us uh, that uh, that our our Prabhupada was uh, born on a uh, on this day. It made it celebrations of Janamashtami a little difficult at times, fasting till midnight and so forth, and then, <laughs> then rising again uh, after cleaning up to celebrate his uh, his appearance day. <clears throat> So it's, uh, it's typically, uh, at least in amongst Prabhupada's disciples, two days of festivities, festivities very intense um, opportunity for uh, service. Mm. But a few words about uh, Prabhupada's life uh, will be in order. I haven't prepared any talk, but uh, I do know a little bit about him. Um, fortunate to have received all three of my initiations from him. Um, but he was born on this, uh, this day. I think it was, would have been September 1st of 1896 in, uh, Calcutta in the, um, Taligunj suburb of, of Calcutta. His father's name was, uh, Gormohan Day. His mother, his name was Ranjani Day. He had a brother named Krishna Charan and he had, uh, two sisters. Uh, Rajeshwari, one sister, about whom I don't know anything, neither his, his brother, but he had another sister who was very famous and was named Babatarini Devi by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, from whom she received uh, Harinam. Later, after the passing of uh, Thakur Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati, uh, she approached Pujapad Sridhar Maharaj, the dear godbrother of um, Srila Prabhupada, Asi Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, and asked for second initiation from him, Mantra Diksha. But at that time, he was not giving initiation. That's another story. 
I've talked about that on other occasions. Um, a sign of his uh, humility, if you will. And she, as a result, took her second initiation, I believe, from uh, Goswami Maharaj, another sannyas disciple of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, but she was very um, attached to her, her older brother, Prabhupada, and uh, many of her bodily features, mannerisms and so forth, reminded us of him. She would sometimes come and cook in Mayapur. I had the fortune to taste her cooking on more than one uh, occasion. Um, other than that, of course, that he, he uh, in his uh, early life, he, he, he uh, went to the uh, Scottish Church College. I believe he graduated from there in, at the age of 24, and he married at the age of 22. His wife's name was Radharani Devi. Mm -hmm. And they were, of course, from the uh, uh, Bengali Kayasta uh, community, which um, was also part of the um, Suvarnavanic uh, community of Saptagram that by that time, actually by the time of the British occupation, uh, had expanded into Calcutta and uh, according to Prabhupada's own um, recollection, um, the Day family was about half of the population of uh, of Calcutta. So a big group, uh, the Savarnavarnik community of Saptagram. Saptagram was, uh, uh, I don't know its status today, but at the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, it was Sapta 7, uh, an area consisting of about seven villages in what's now West Bengal. And it was particularly the, uh, the haunt, if you will, of Nityananda Prabhu. Mm -hmm. Who uplifted the status of the mercantile uh, Vaishya Kayasta community there um, that had uh, fallen out of um, uh, their birth right, so to speak, within Varnashram social uh, status due to some intrigue involving the king Balal Sain. That's a long story. But um, they became more or less ostracized from the Hindu community and disenfranchised socially. Nityananda Prabhu picked them up. Okay, you have frozen, Gurmash. The social uh, welfare, if you will, aspect that you're, you're you're okay now but can you hear me now yeah let me see if i can do anything okay anyway if it happens again let me know i will <laughs> <laughs> i can't repair the situation i don't know where you lost me if you did but i was saying that uh, there was a social welfare uh, aspect uh, feature to nitinanda prabhu's uh, preaching um, some scholars have called him the, the first Bengali Democrat <laughs> uh, or, or um, yeah uh, uh, 
uh, he, um, whereas, in contrast, the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was uh, focusing more attention on the Brahminical uh, class. So they combined it in that way. But anyway, the, the Sopagrana community was was elevated socially by Nityananda Prabhu, um, who turned their, who kind of dismissed their social status and turned their nominal uh, adherence to Vaishnavism into substantial adherence to Vaishnavism and an embrace uh, quite widely in all of Saptagram of the Sakiras that Nityananda Prabhu himself uh, embodied. This was the, 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 the beginning of the, of the Gaudiya uh, Sampradaya. And so Prabhupada comes from that community, famous among the Dwarasa Gopals, the uh, 12 associates of Krishna and Balaram um, in, in Saptagram was Udarandatta Thakur. He's sometimes referred to as Patita Patita Pavana Udarandatta. <laughs> His magnanimity was very uh, deep. His name is originally was Dvikara. Dvikara means the, 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 the day maker. It's a name for the sun. Nityananda Prabhu renamed him uh, Udharan uh, with the thought in mind that the sun gives its rays and sheds light uh, to a certain extent, but of course it sets and then there's night, whereas Udharan implies who will give out rays of grace without ever setting, such was Udharandatta, who did welfare work even by way of uh, during the famine. Can you hear me? Yeah. During the famine in Bengal, uh, a large kitchen for feeding people and housing people, like about 10 acres worth of, of a festive kind of setup for uh, addressing the, uh, the material um, needs of the community. And of course, he was a very extraordinary uh, Vaishnav as well. <clears throat> And he was the, I bring him up, uh, it's relevant to, to the discussion because he was the patron saint of Prabhupada's family. And they would visit uh, uh, Udarandatta's uh, uh, residence. It was, a, it was actually a, uh, a uh, preaching center hmm, that he established there with deities. Prabhupada would, would with his family would visit there annually. They tribute to Udarandatta. Um, there's a famous picture of the uh, of the Taco Udarnata there that has been uh, circulated uh, amongst us. Um, so his pictures there, along with his deities and so forth, and uh, Prabhupada, as I say, would go there annually with his family and worship. And there's some communication later on when Prabhupada became a world acharya um, that he had with the. Those who, the family would are not to the successors, the, those in charge of the area. And he expressed a desire to see that, that his own spiritual community of ISKCON could do something to, uh, improve the, the place of Udar at the Taco. So it's one of the ambitions that Prabhupada had that, uh, never became fulfilled. Something I'd like to look into myself, uh, if I can get the opportunity. I do plan to go there uh, at, at some point. 
we'll see. Man disposes, man proposes, and God disposes. So um, we'll see. But um, of course, it's it's relevant to the end story, if you will, of who Prabhupada is. Um, if you want to know about, you got to look at the beginning and the end. <laughs> Look at the beginning and the introduction and then look at the end, the conclusion. Then you can see, well, maybe, maybe that's interesting. I should read the whole story here. This is what it's basically about. So the beginning of Prabhupada is fairly clear. I've given a few details about his life, family members, brothers, sisters, uh, children, and so forth. His wedding, uh, 22, he was married. And of course, the story becomes more well known as we get to the point that he he, he meets with uh, uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur. I should mention prior to that that it said that when he was only about five years old, he performed at the Rathiyatra. Mm-hmm. When he was a boy, his ambition was to get enough money to get a ride to Puri to participate in the Rathiyatra. He had a strong spiritual ambition to take part in the Rathiyatra. It was so strong that his father uh, purchased him a toy Rothkart so that he could play the Rathiyatra. I had the good fortune at times in Mayapur, Prabhupada told me after the first, during the first Mayapur festival, the very first one, where only the, the guest building was, was mostly built at the time. Um, I had been invited and, uh, Prabhupada had a, a room and a floor on that, that building. And that, at that time, Prabhupada told me every year, please come and spend a month with me here in Mayapur and Vrindavan and then the rest of the year go and preach and so forth. So I would come every year. And, uh, I used to go and sit sometimes uh, on the back side of the veranda hmm, where Prabhupada's room was located. His, lo- his room was kind of located close to the center of a long uh, building on the second floor. So I would sit more towards the Towards the end of of the backside, as it, as it was, of uh, his veranda and chant, and he would come out uh, sometimes and chant, and chant with me, or I allow me to chant with him. Sometimes he would speak to me also, call me into his room. So on one occasion he called me in and he, and he told me this. He said, he just out of the blue, you know, he just told me this. He said. When I is a story that was known, but he, he gave me a few touching details. When I was young, uh, I always wanted to go to Jagannath Puri, and my desire was so strong. I'm paraphrasing, of course, that my father got me a Rathiyatra cart, a small one. He said, and I used to keep it next to my bed, and at night I would go to sleep and I'd wake up and reach out, touch it, make sure that it was there, that I actually had it. <laughs> it's very charming. His eyes got very big and so forth. And then he said, and then I performed the Rathayatra and all of the neighbors came and participated. And he said, and they thought it was play. Then his eyes got very big and he said, but it was real. <laughs> and now he said, I'm doing that all over the world. I mean, I was stunned. I didn't know what to say. You know, I was just like, wow, <laughs> that's wonderful. Uh, so, um, that was a big part of his um, his childhood, and 
something about his childhood ambitions and, and how they became fulfilled and so forth. Astrologically speaking, which of course a chart was done at the time of his birth, it was said that he would do many wonderful things. I think, uh, establish 108 temples, build a house in which everyone could live, uh, these type of uh, predictions and so forth, which roughly, of course, if not more, almost very closely came to pass. <clears throat> so uh, a very uh, special, extraordinary person um, and some history there about his life prior to uh, the uh, meeting with Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthakura, I guess it would be prudent to say as well that just prior to that, he was uh, like most um, young men uh, of Bharat at the time, uh, caught up in the um, uh, movement of Gandhi, which about Sridhar expressed the same thing about himself. You can imagine how that swept through the the, the uh, subcontinent and captured the uh, the imagination of the uh, of the populace, especially the young young men and young women. Hmm? But the, the call for Swaraj for independence, and of course. Gandhi had a way of equating Swaraj with Gita's idea of, of liberation, uh, kind of politicized, if you will. Uh, I used to not like that, but after a while I realized, oh, there's so many ways to take the Bhagavad Gita, such as its, uh, its, uh, its, its greatness. You can take it and use it for political reform, for social reform, for any, any number of reasons, right? Um, so. That's its greatness, not its misinterpretation, but it, the fact that it lends itself to so many um, cures to so many ills, if you will, hmm? solutions to so many problems. So uh, Prabhupada, like others, was, was 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 caught up in that. And this just speaks to us, really, of the power hmm, of uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, his uh, his guru, and his and his father. Of course, was a Vaishnav, Gormohan Day, and he had a wish that Prabhupada would become a Vaishnav and a servant of Radharani, play the Murdanga, and so forth, all of which came true. Um, uh, but uh, he uh, had, Prabhupada was very moved by his father's Vaishnavism, but at the same time, um, he was distanced a little bit from Vaishnavism by his father's enthusiasm for it, which was so great that anyone who even pretended to be a sadhu would be invited into his home and uh, and, and, and catered to and, uh, and asked to speak and so forth. I would say he, he erred on the right side in one sense uh, <laughs> to be too cautious about who's a Vaishnava and who's not, who I should listen to and who, who not. It might be a little bit okay in the beginning Perhaps, but it, it's not a good some scar to have. <laughs> we want to have some scar for taking the association of sadhus, right? This is this is the this is the the fire that will, uh, as I said the other day, will will uh, prepare us, cook us, and make us offerable. Hmm. Um, we might say that uh, if I say, you know, Mom, where where's where's dinner? She says it's 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 just now coming. And it's not even on the stove yet. You think, well, it's not just now coming. When it, when it, when it gets on the stove, then it's just now coming. So we need to uh, we need to get on the stove, so to speak, and, and have uh, sadhu sangha 
And his father was very inclined. And I say so, so, so much so that some of the sadhus that he invited in who, whose, whose faults, uh, he overlooked. Prabhupada couldn't overlook them in the same way. The children are like that, right? They can pick up on things that, <laughs> that the parents don't or that the parents should at the times. Things about themselves, the parents themselves and about their associates and so forth. So Prabhupada um, was a little, um, um, uh, yet in his mind to meet a real and compelling uh, sadhu uh, influence that could uh, answer to his own um, interest in the ideals of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and, and so forth. Um, enough that is to to submit himself for initiation and so forth and so on. And of course, um, I believe it was a a, a friend of his, associate of his, that brought him to meet Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. And the, the point I'm making here is that the power of the Thakur was such that he was getting people, educated youths like Prabhupada, educated youths like Pujapat Sridhar Marsh, like um, um, Krishna Das Babaji. You're all, these are all educated uh, uh, college students, graduates, um, uh, uh, and uh, uh, somewhat f- philosophically, uh, you know, Prabhupada studied philosophy in school and, and medicine, um, uh, somewhat familiar with Western thought and so forth. They weren't just villagers, I mean to say. Mm-hmm. Just village boys who by birth became Vaishnavas, joined a, joined a mission um, and so forth. They were thinking things out. Who are we? What are we? What is India? Mm-hmm. Um, and so forth. And Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthaka was able to capture those types of, of, of young men and women, which wasn't, which Vaishnavism wasn't capturing at the time. It didn't have, it wasn't turning a lot of heads. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, mission as it was represented. Either the very qualified persons were unavailable, uh, living in the doms and um, not circulating widely and so forth, um, or or those that were available were not uh, representing it in, in, in a way that could capture the minds and hearts of such uh, persons, educated persons like Prabhupada, but Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthaka was, was able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and to some extent, of course, he did that with the uh, by carrying on the the perspective of Bhaktivinoda which was deep, um, but it was but I think more compelling was at the time was its universality, its inclusiveness, um, its out of the boxness, if you will. Um, and when we hear that, you know, it's the same thing when we when we read the Bhagwat speech. Of Bhakti Vinod that that says, you know, even the all no books are perfect, and you're talking about the Bhagavatam, it's like wow, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, 
even even the even the perfect book is 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 is, is not perfect. It, it it's uh it's it's again kind of out of the box thinking that it really represents uh you know in, in essence substance what Bhaktivedanta was about and and Prabhupada then of course taking initiation from Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur living as a family man as he did for years. Um, trying to make that work and it, it, with regard to his the, the, the flame within him for serving as Guru Maharaj, participating in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission um, and so forth. Um, eventually, of course, that it, it came to pass that uh, he wasn't able to bring the two together, so to speak, and, it, uh, and the necessity to embark out upon his on his own, so to speak, separate from the family, uh, bore down on him, and he t- took sannyas from Bhakti Pragya and Keshav Maharaj, and, and so the story goes with the areas that we're more uh, uh, familiar with. Um, um, and uh, and so, um, with regard to that story, of course, in, in that that part of the of his life, if, if you will, which is more well known, it's it's, it's nonetheless uh, no less um, miraculous, if you will, um, the uh, effects that he was having and so forth. We hear about things from Chaitanya Charitamrita, from Chaitanya Bhagwat, that occurrences during Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's presence, uh, acts of his associates and so forth that are miraculous and that are thought by, for example, academics to be, well, you know, they exaggerated things. These miracles don't really happen. Uh, you can't say that when it comes to Prabhupada. <laughs> they actually happen in historical time uh, recorded and, and, and they were, uh, were, 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 were considerable. Um, uh, he left, as we mentioned the other day, um, Baldev Purnim, from Bombay, sailed the ocean, the Atlantic, uh, shared, uh, well, didn't share, but expressed his intimate uh, f- feelings and uh, his appeal uh, to Krishna for the strength, the power, the Shakti to do the work of uh, his Gurudev, the Bhaktisthan Sosri Thakur, as he understood it, to widely circulate. Krishna consciousness in the Western world and so forth, and around the world. Um, that, of course, prayer was not uh, written at poem for publication. Hmm. Uh, it was not that was not what was on his mind at the time, but somehow, of course, it was found and published. And interestingly enough, of course, it was memorized by Pujapad Sridharmarsh. <laughs> It was a surprise to us. I hope we'll come to that uh, story as well. But landing in Boston, Robert said, I didn't know whether to turn left or right. Hmm. There I was. He turned left, I guess, and he went to New York, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, southward. And um, and very quickly from New York, his, uh, his mission spread all the way across to California and back to Nepal and Toronto and Canada, eventually all over uh, the United States, uh, including Hawaii, and then into, into uh, Mexico and 
went to Central America as well there. Uh, he moved all over Western Europe and into the heart of the Soviet Union at the time in Russia itself. Um, in the Far East, he visited Japan. He had uh, uh, found a publisher there eventually for his books, uh, which became the main publisher of his books, Dynapon, in, uh, or printer, printer of his books. He had his own BBT, of course, for printing. Prophet set up that BBT independent of ISKCON, corporately speaking, legally speaking. Um, his idea being at the time that should the institution uh, have problems or be corrupted, which institutions lend themselves to more than books, uh, the books would be there to keep his teaching and his faithful uh, rendering of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, dispensation uh, intact for the, for the world. So the books were very important to him. He kind of set his movement up in light of the Beta Bade, Achinti Beta Bade equation or metaphysic of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. The temples were the uh, Bade and the books were Abade. The temples were supposed to lend themselves to variety of expression. The temples had leaders and they had some room to express themselves and with their community in ways in which they would serve the deities, which would they, they would worship within certain parameters, so on and so forth. And so he um, encouraged individuality on that side, difference. With regard to the books, though, he wanted very close editing, very standardized presentation of the quality of the of the books. He wanted them the highest quality of West, by Western standards. He wanted his own language edited to come up to uh, English standards so he would better be able to communicate with uh, English-speaking people. And so he had more of a non-difference there. One philosophy, hmm, and don't change anything there. And then the expression of the philosophy could be varied, whether it be higher, lower sense in terms of what services, the nature of one's uh, preaching genius inspired by Krishna to serve in this way, capture the minds of the public in that way and so forth. Um, he had confidence that Krishna was in the heart of the devotees and would give them intelligence to, to, uh, to come to him. Uh, he, I was once with Prabhupada in Vrindavan speaking with him and my godbrother of mine named Gopavrindapal was also uh, well known for his book distribution came in and he and he told Prabhupada that he had this idea to establish a system by which the preaching would go would be regulated so that devotees wouldn't misrepresent or he wanted to like kind of um give a how-to and how-not-to, you know, for everybody. But Prabhupada didn't like the idea. He said, no, 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 they have to have the freedom to do. He said, just like our trip very much. Krishna in his heart, the Dhami Bhuri Yogam is giving him intelligence, 
what to say and and, and he's doing like this and so we cannot put a cap on that so to speak of course it has to you know be seen as such that it has to what is said what is done has to fit within the parameters but there must be some freedom of expression so he's very very strong on that point and then on the other side again with the publication of the books he was very he wanted that to be very um, much overseen hmm? artwork and, uh, and the, the translations and so forth I mean, he was not that active that said in going over the manuscript himself again and again and again that that that's true but he but he put some trust um he was wanted to go on he wrote it you edited it. he wanted to go on but he wanted the editing to be of a certain standard and nothing to be changed and so forth and the devotees were as a result the editing was very conservative in that regard it was more or less copy editing there was no substantive editing which could have been useful if they had been qualified uh, to, to, to do that. They would have had to know more of the, understood more of the philosophy to do that. And to said, probably, and to be able to say, probably you said this over here, but you said this over here. You might want to think about that. They weren't able to do that, which was useful, but um, that's what Prabhupada had. Uh, uh, he would, he would, I want to say he would have encouraged that. Hmm? Had they had the courage <laughs> and the ability really <laughs> to uh, speak to him like that. But, um, but, but it's not over, right? I got the courage to do that. <laughs> Some others may as well. And I say Prabhupada welcomes that. He once said, my problem is, the shortcoming I have is that my children, my, my grandchildren are coming, but my children are not coming. What he meant by that was we were young people who were the age of his grandchildren. We were coming, but people who were the age of his children who were more mature and had actually head on their shoulders and who, <laughs> And knew how to think and so forth that weren't weren't coming. And had they come, they would have given certain advices, which he was open to seeking. He was a Virgo. He was seeking advice, and uh, and uh, he said another another way to put it another way. My shortcoming is I have no one to speak to. He wrote that to Pujapatrida Marsh. You know, I have no one to consult with. We were, we were the people he consulted with, and I can tell you, he could have done better. <clears throat> um, so the shortcoming in, in, was, was on our part, not on his part. But then we are who Krishna sent to him. So, so it was. And, uh, that was our, our, our good fortune. And probably loved us all immensely. Those boys and girls in the vans, you know, he would say that they had his heart, you know. Were giving their blood, shedding their blood for spreading Krishna consciousness, opening temples, and and so his movement was very much as we know. Uh, and this is the main story about outreach. He circled the globe, uh, I think, twelve times in twelve years, which was the extent of his worldwide uh, campaign. And in the context of doing that, he wrote, you know, so many books, uh, and so many letters, and gave so many lectures. Uh, the, the amount of, the, the, of siksha that he provided was 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 overwhelming, actually, for his disciples. I was able to keep up with it. I was current with his lectures on which are on video or what do you say, eight, sec, what do they call it, eight cassette or something? Cassettes. Cassettes. Yeah, cassettes. Um, I was up to date on that and his books as well as they came out. 
Of course, I had to go back and read them all again and again and again. Um, but uh, that was a lot, to, uh, a lot to keep up with. He was really doing his, his job, so to speak, as a guru in terms of providing siksha for his disciples and disciples to be in the world um, at, at large. So it was a great uh, um, honor to be part of that very magical uh, time. Hmm? As uh, Pujapan Shudamarsh suggested, um, uh, Krishna responded to the prayer I mentioned on the Jaladutta, um, in which Prabhupada asked for the power to do the work of of Bhakti um, Saraswati Thakur, who was in the delegation of Radha. Hmm? So he reasoned with Krishna, it'll be good for you if you, you please Radha, that'll be good for you. And uh, this is what she wants of me, so give me the power to do it. And Pujapashirimash reasoned, well, that well, looks like he did. <laughs> he gave him the power. Hmm? And uh, Nityananda Prabhu himself hmm? entered into entered into him. I saw him when he returned from India, and he was the same, but he was different. There was a glow about him, an effulgence about him uh, that Shirmarsh uh, detected a power in him, and he was he was very observant. observing the results, noticing the extent to which his his new disciples were so uh, all of them across the board enthusiastic. He said, you'll find usually a few enthusiastic disciples here and there uh, amongst many, but they were all so enthusiastic. So Prabhupada was able to really capture uh, so many of us, his young young disciples, and electrify us with his uh, quick thinking, quick response, also a sign of his uh, Virgo Virgo, uh, personality. Uh, Of course, he's transcendental to such, but uh, still... It falls within the, 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 those characteristics show up, and uh, his quick responses were were often to questions, and and uh, he used to ask me on morning walks, so very much, what are they saying? What are the? Because I was always meeting with the people and you know, selling the books and so forth. So I would offer arguments. You know, that's what they're saying. They're saying this problem. Then he would come back, and you know, you'd like that to to give her, give her, give a response. Um, so we really felt we had a great uh, commander, and uh, and it was also uh, he had uh, extraordinary power and bodily features. Uh, I've never seen anybody like that. <laughs> you can look at Prabhupada, look at a thousand Indians, you won't find anyone that looks quite like him. I mean, it's it, he was very very short, probably about five six, maybe five four. Hmm? His head is kind of large. His ears very large. His arms are very very long. I could never figure out is he fat or is he thin or is he in between or he he was very he was very peculiar in a very um, charming and endearing way. I thought I thought he looked like he was from another world, if you will, from the world that he was talking about. And I really do think that his own inner ecstasy very much showed up in his personal uh, physique. And so forth. One of the things that's very clear about that was the most prominent feature of him physically, that being his his eyes, his vision. His vision. He had what Baladevidya refers to as the power within the glance to bestow, to bestow grace, certain Vaishnavas. 
He had that. Hmm? If he would look at you, connect eye to eye, you had to be following, I think, or you had to look away. Hmm? Embarrassed by the fact that he knew what you were like, despite that he still loved you. Hmm? I should be better. I was pretty good at following, so I didn't have a problem locking eyes with Prabhupada. <laughs> For me, it could have gone on forever. And I had a number of occasions where he benedicted me with his glance, including the very first time I, I met him. I met him first in a dream before I ever met him personally. And, and in the dream that I had of him, that dream played out in the future also in my life, in Mayapur. Walking with Prabhupada, who's looking at different exhibits and so forth, turned to me, talked to me, pointed at me with his cane. I had that dream. Years later, that dream played out somehow. Um, but I was so uh, enthused to meet him. I was so dedicated to following him even before meeting him personally, as, as of course many of us was. Some of the devotees, some of the disciples never met him at all, uh, personally, physically. Um, and in spite of that, like uh, Vancouver, Canada, I remember he never went there, but 300 devotees uh, were participating in the temple there. Hmm. So um, uh, his glance, I, uh, when I first met him, first saw him in the uh, Los Angeles airport, he, he glanced deep and long at me. And he had that power. Hmm from his glance to just, you could tell he was just reaching right into your heart. He could see everything there. He was either agreeing to it or not quite agreeing with it, but blessing you, not, not, not less, you should be better, something like that. It was very, very powerful. And in my experience, I, I assume it was the experience of others, he could enter a room and fill it with ecstasy. Hmm. Yeah. That's not ordinary. And that that, that means... Even many great Vaishnavas can't, can't do that. So the power, you know, well, you could think Nityananda Prabhu, he could do that. So, but then it's all, all explained. He could walk into a room of devotees and, and waves of ecstasy would seem to roll off of him and shower us. And, uh, and devotees would weep and, uh, wail and so forth and, and, and just, uh, you know, like, Dance in a in in, in abandon to be in its presence, and it was universal amongst all of his disciples. So it was a very powerful time, I want to say, within Gaudiya Vaishnavism. This is a very very special and magical uh, time. <laughs> I remember reading once something of one of his disciples, Nitai, uh, who left Prabhupada and disappointed Prabhupada and criticized Prabhupada. Uh, and so forth. He wanted to become a scholar, and Prabhupada said, first become a devotee, then become a scholar. And I read an article, he said, when he was, after he'd become a scholar, he was saying that. And uh, Prabhupada's thought was, because first become a scholar, you might not become a devotee, which is really what happened to him. Um, but um, he was he was criticizing Prabhupada and in, in, in ways that I didn't agree with, but even in the context of criticizing him, he admitted that those were very magical times. Hmm? Magical times means you could you could understand 
there was a God and he had a purpose and things are happening. All were connected without the synchronicity of it all. It was just too overwhelming. It wasn't just like some book about synchronicity and you're making things up. You know, it was like you could see it. You could you, you could you could feel the Paramatma you know, arranging this and that. It was all it all made made sense. It was very magical. He admitted that. I thought, why he left the magic for this boring life as a as a, as a scholar that, that that takes the mat that, you know academia tends to take the magic out of things. Right? It's a pity. Um, but uh, yes, so very very. Um, magical times, a very, very special time within uh, the history of of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And what's a pity and makes me very sad is that the whole contribution of Prabhupada um, has not been widely uh, celebrated, circulated, um, and and again, as I said earlier, the end, if you will, doesn't have the same kind of uh, doesn't uh, correspond wholly as it should at the beginning. From the Suvarnavana community, Udarandatta Thakur being the patron saint, obviously, Prabhu was born into a family and a community uh, that that received in no uncertain terms repeatedly the extended blessing of Nityananda Prabhu and became the, the Sakyaras community of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Prabhupada was born into that. Prabhupada spoke about that. Prabhupada longed for that in his poem, Tumar Milani Bhai Abhar Shai Shukupai Gochrani Guri Dhimpur Kottavani Chutta Chuti through the many forests, I will tumble and somersault and roll and play. Though the very sounds of the words are filled with the sentiment of Sakirasa. Throughout the day, I will conduct myself like this with you, herding cows hmm? playfully. When will that day be mine? He aspired. This is this is again not something that was he wrote to be published. These are intimate, intimate, internal moments of of Srila Prabhupada that after his passing, if we really take advantage of his uh, successor, Pujapad Sridhar Marsh. I mean, that's the substantial reality. Substantial reality is that upon Prabhupada's disappearance, he was most, what his ideal was, what his mission was about, hmm, um, uh, was most represented by his godmother, Pujapad Sridhar Marsh, to whom Prabhupada directed us before passing, we could go for Siksha. Hmm? Um, with such love he had for, for, for Prabhupada, with such appreciation for what he did and understanding of what he did and what was the internal reality that was that was 
generating that, that it was arising out of Krishna Shakti Vininahi, Tarapravartam. Without Krishna Shakti, you cannot widely circulate Namsan Kirtan. So what is the nature of that Shakti? What was the empowerment that he had? What was his inner life and so forth? So Puttapachinoj would, you know, it wasn't like a, a theme, but I mean, it came up. You know? And for me, of course, it, 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 the fact that he had memorized the poem of Prabhupada, could recite it, was uncanny. Hmm? So that was, that was Sri Ramar. She would sit and think, you know, about this one, that one, about this, this verse, that verse, and go into it deeply and so forth. So he had that there to pull out, right? And for me, it just, it just confirmed, yeah, that's, that's how it seemed. Hmm? We all thought that without thinking about it. <laughs> without thinking about it, without knowing where to turn to a particular book or text to find out about that, without asking him about it, for the most part, 99.9%, that was just a general felt consensus. There's a reason for that. <laughs> because that was what was, 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 was the inner life was about. And of course, um, uh, encouraged uh, uh, in terms of my own uh, convictions about that, as broad as they were, uh, uh, by Shudra Marsh, I was able to uh, to uh, uh, to uh, narrow them, if you will, and focus them uh, as to Prabhupada's inner reality. And of course, we we published a book uh, um, penned by. Um, by uh, Ashram Maharaj, oh my friend, oh my friend, all of the things that Prabhupada said about his about his inner life, which if you look at it and see, it's considerable. Hmm? People think many of his disciples, unfortunately, think he didn't say anything about that. Well, some of us were listening a little more closely. I gathered all that information together, and I told my disciples. Look and find this information. Wherever Prabhupada's talked about Sakirasa, collected all that information. I gave that to Ashram or sister. Now write something about it. Write this up. Mm-hmm. And then he gave it back to me and myself and, and went around it, edited and added some insights to it. Um, so Maharaj's book is, of course, uh, available. But, um, I felt compelled to do this when I felt that with all good intentions and Good reason. His inner life, the understanding of his inner life was being misrepresented, not in a bad way, not for wrong reasons, but without this kind of information, it was reasonable to conclude that Prabhupada's inner life was other than Sakiras, that it would be Madhuriras, Manjari Bhav, and so forth. So when that was out and about, I thought, well, we can't let this go down without being answered. We have some other information that might be useful to draw upon here. And so there it was. And Ryan Marsh said to me, well, if you think like that, I have no objection, he told me. That was one time. Previous to that, when he visited me in, in, in when I was in, in Oregon, I had ashram there. I talked with him in private about this. And I pushed back a bit and I pushed back as well, respectfully and so forth. And uh, with regard to the place of Sakiras and Gaudi Vaishnavism, and uh, I said to him, I said, well, Krishna Das Babaji Maharaj, he was in Sakiras. And then he kind of like 
just went, ah, oh, he said, yeah, well, yeah, he told me that too. <laughs> no problem. It's all right. It's good. Very good. Then he tested me to see what I knew. And I talked to him about that four different times. Once in, uh, once, twice in Matura, once before he did his campaign, once afterwards, um, and, uh, once in there in, in, in Oregon. I guess the other time was through, uh, correspondence, I can't recall, but, but at any rate, um, you know, not wanting to be controversial per se, uh, I tend to be at times without trying. <laughs> so, uh, we collected that information. We published it. I thought it would be very, very nice. Now, now. Now you can hear me? Mm-hmm. You can hear me. You can see yes. me. Hear me. See me. Hear me. Yes. Know me. <laughs> love me, please. <laughs> I need your love. I need your love. God speed your love to me. So, uh, so, um, I said I'm a little saddened by the fact that, 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 that hasn't been embraced and celebrated objective as it, as, as it is. But, um, I've, I've written another book, as you know. To follow up on that, that's a booklet. This is a this is a tome about Sakurasa, and uh, and I, I do that. I've done that at the encouragement of of some friends, um, and as a service to to Prabhupada. Because as momentous as Prabhupada's campaign was in terms of outreach and circulation of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, putting it on the map, on the stage of of the world religions. Bring it to the attention of academia as he did. Uh, so many people in academia have written about Gaudi Vaishnavism, non-devotees. It's, it's just too interesting of a subject. You've got spiritual bodies, you got rasa, you got, I mean, all these things. It's so incredible. It's, it's attention to, it's penetration theoretically into transcendence, what its nature is and so forth. It's just unparalleled. There's no religious tradition that, that gives that much information about where they want to go. If you want to go to Nirvana, well, you can't say much about it. <laughs> by by very de- by definition, you know, you go to heaven. Well, I know the streets are paved with gold. Something like the United States, you know, <laughs> for people outside of the United States, that must be heaven. Maybe that's it. You know, you get what you want there. You know, you have your family, everything's good. Um, but even you know, in Christian the- theologians and so forth, what's the nature of the celestial realm, heaven, and game? And so forth. There's just not a lot of information, but true or not, Gaudi Vaishnavism provides an awful lot of information about it. And it's very intriguing. It's very compelling. It's very, very uh, charming. And uh, and it makes a lot of sense. And the people that are speaking about it are people that are credible in terms of their own spiritual character and so forth. So it, uh, you know, Prophet's campaign. hmm, in terms of outreach and dissemination of Gaudi Vaishnavism, even though in many respects it was, he tended to keep, keep a lid on it and make it more basic and more, uh, um, in a way that lent itself more to emphasis on practice than learning technical details about the Siddhanta and so forth. Here's the basic Siddhanta, do, do, do Nam Sankirtan and so realize it. Don't ask me, uh, go there and find out, you know. 
yourself. That's what I've given you. So it was, would be his answer. Someone else might give it more detail. Well, according to the Vishnu, not according to Jiva Goswami, this is said and that and this. And that's all right, too. But Prabhupada wasn't, was more preoccupied and pushed and motivated by Nityananda Prabhu, which was more analogous to Nityananda Prabhu's own campaign, just for wide circulation, get people to chant, right? Chant and be happy, you know, for example. So that as extraordinary of a chapter in the history of Gaudiya Vaishnavism as that is, and as much as that is to be celebrated and so forth, and it has been, and it's a story that just, I mean, the story is just, the story of Prabhupada's campaign, externally speaking, is just very fascinating and miraculous. Hmm? Um, and it's captured the attention of people who are not his disciples, not as, not devotees of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and of course many that are, but uh, even those that are not, they have to admit, objectively speaking, it's an extraordinary uh, story. From you know the from the living as a beggar in Vrindavan, you know, to to a homeless person in New York and so forth, to all that he accomplished um, in terms of outreach. But it's not the whole story, <laughs> is my point here. And I'm a little sad that, that that other part of the story, which is equally if not more glorious, hasn't come out. That a wave, a tidal wave of Sakirasa. Hmm? arose in him and inundated the world to that such a this current this current of of rasa that is so um prominent in Gaudiya Vaishnavism even while it is secondary and supportive to the main um stream of Madhurya Rasa, and in a particular type of Madhurya Rasa, Radhadasyam, or sometimes referred to as Bhavulasa, or Manjari, Manjari Bhava, and so forth. The, the handmaiden attendant of, of Radha, and so forth. The, 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 the ideal by which the jiva, upon attaining, can come as close as possible to what Radharani herself is experiencing, which is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted to experience. This is Unato Ujvala Rasam Sobhakti Sriyam. Unato Ujvala Rasa. Ujvala Rasa means Madhuri Rasa. This is Unato Ujvala, a special kind of Madhuri Rasa. So that mainstream, its circulation and the, 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 and, and bringing the attention to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu through whom that could be realized. No one did more for that than Nityananda Prabhu. The glory of Nityananda Prabhu is, in one sense, is no one did more than him to bring attention to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and to widely circulate his teachings. Others are glorified for their particular contribution. Radha for his contribution. Dueta for his. He brought him in the first place. I mean, you can say it unlimited about everybody, but this is Nityananda Prabhu's contribution. But in the context of that contribution, bringing attention to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in Chaitanya Bhagavat, Vrindavan Das Thakur, who himself is in Sakya Bhav, says, Nityananda Prabhu gave, gave Gopi Bhav to the world. He gave it. He gave it. This Gopa, he gave it. I've traced the history in my book of, you know, just in a brief sketch of the current of Gaudiya Vaishnavism from the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and it's an honor to the to the present hmm? and uh and uh and it's uh, significant and plays as i say a su- supportive of 
role in um, the dissemination of um, Madhuras. Nityanandaprabhu is there. He's the Balaram of Krishna of Gorlila to help Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to participate in Madhuriyarasa in a way that he can't in Krishna Leela hmm? by openly glorifying it and, and uh, pointing to it and so forth. But in the context of doing that, of course, when Nityananda Prabhu says, uh, he says, Bhajaga Uranga Kahago Uranga Lahago Uranga Ernamuri Ejana Gauranga Bhaje Shayamat Pramre. You start to think, hmm. He's saying, worship Gauranga. Chant the name of Goranga, follow the teachings of Goranga. Okay, okay, that makes sense. And this powerful person is saying that. It's very compelling. There's no books to support the idea yet. <laughs> no theology or anything, but wow, this guy says it. I guess so. And he is pretty charming, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he says that you do that, I'm purchased by you. Hmm? I'm a You become purchased. You become my life. So you think, I could become dear to him, but I'll do it. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, who is, I'll do it. Hmm? And so in the context of becoming dear to him, obviously, you know, Sakurasa spread far and wide in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, that, that current. Unfortunately, after the passing of Nityananda Prabhu and his followers and the passing of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and so forth, after a couple of generations with the with the Goswami's books and the theology and so forth, all in place, and Chaitanya Charitamrita after that and so forth, Sakiras moved backward hmm, to more of a backseat to the point that some people say, oh, there's no Sakiras in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Hmm. Hey, if, if you want the highest thing, we have to have, if that's Madhurya Rasa. And then you have followers in the line of the Dwarasagopals changing the Swarup of one of the Dwadasako Pauls, and we have Manjari Bob too. Come over here. So this is an unfortunate kind of situation. This is a situation that Bhakti Vinotaku found himself in. And he comes in the line of Nitinandaku himself. Um, so he was careful in his writing to also showcase Sakiras in his famous book, Jayavadara, for example. Two main characters are in Madhuri Rasa and, and Sakirasa. There are many ways in which Bhakti Vinod has shown appreciation, deference to Nityananda Prabhu's Sakirasa um, and the fact that that current is available. So that had practically become obscured. And here, in the form of Prabhupada, comes a wave of this. It's to say, wait a minute. <laughs> so I think that part of his contribution is significant. And I have uh, turned my attention to that to some extent in his service to him. Um, to be appreciated, which has been appreciated by some, but but not that I want appreciation for myself, but I think, hey, there's more to be said about Prabhupada that makes him special. And if you want to make him special, why do it in a sectarian way that 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 that, that is tied to criticizing others, making less of them and and building walls and so forth? Why not do it in this way, which is real? Talks about his unique inner life. The beauty of that, celebrate that. And the people come to his mission particularly for that. Not that they can't get um, Madhuri Rasa as well, but um, I mean, this is what he was about. So, um, again, for, for, as for me, as one of his uh, small disciples, I uh, see a service opportunity here. Yeah.
in this regard. I think I, well, I want to convey that this is, this is this is why I'm in, involved in this. It's not for any other reason. Uh, that this is something about him that is actually true. Hmm? And he has also revealed certain things to me internally about himself. Hmm? Um, and um, without, you know, making that public, it seems to be, if you want to write, if you want to do some service, try to find something that's not being done, not to con- not to outdo somebody else in something, but something that's uh, lacking. Here's something that's lacking. This, this, the, the reality of this about it. So let us, let us make a contribution. And I think that um, uh, it's well uh, thought out by his grace uh, and uh, it will be appreciated in due course, hopefully after I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> uh, right now, the community at large that he spawned, an international community of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, it needs a lot of work. <laughs> it needs a lot of help. Uh, it needs a lot of generosity. It needs clear thinking um, on, on a lot of a lot of issues. And um, I, I try to contribute to that. And and this is one one of the ways. So the inner life of Prabhupada, which he which we wouldn't know about if he hadn't told us, right? And he hadn't imparted some scars of it uh, to us. So with that, I'll bring, I'll bring an end to the talk this morning and take any questions or entertain any any comments that anyone would like to share, hopefully relative to the occasion. I see here Indira, Indra has said, which Shastra was it again that Srila Prabhupada's appearance was predicted in? Is it available anywhere? Thank you. I don't think there is any book, any Shastra that Prabhupada's appearance is depicted in, is described in. However, that said, there is, there is some writing, and I forget where, uh, from many, many centuries ago, um, in which um, there is mention of a great uh, Senapati, a great uh, leader, a great general of Gaudiya Vaishnavism would appear and take uh, these teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to other, other lands, something like that. At the time... Shortly, excuse me, after the time that that was written, I forget by whom, forgive me, so I can't tell you the name of the book. Um, my disciple, Bhrigupad, wrote an article about that and published it in the Harmonist. So if you go to the search engine there, you might be able to find it. Uh, Senapati, S-E-N-A-P-A-T-I, Senapati, Vaishnav, um, uh, prediction. Um, and it was thought that Janava's adopted son, Birabhadra Goswami, was that person because he he converted many, many people to Gaudiya Vaishnava in distant lands. Hmm? So different people, different devotees at different times might take that and apply it to their teacher and say he fits. So 
many of the Prabhupada's disciples have taken that and applied it to Prabhupada and say, this is the prediction of Prabhupada. I don't object to it and so forth. But there are other ways in which that's uh, been interpreted and probably they're both right. Uh, so uh, uh, it's a broad kind of prediction that you could fit a Prabhupada um, into. I have no objection to it, but I just want to point out that there, there are other ways in which it's been also looked at, and, and that's all fine. Um, someone has said here, Nanta Govinda Prabhupada established the worship of Krishna Balaram, and that should be an important indicator of affection. Sakirasa, yes, say, say the least, that's, that's, that's the case. Pujapachita Marsh like to point that out. That you put them in the center altar of his main, his home temple, if you will. Uh, Mayapur was his place of worship. Bombay was his office and Vrindavan was his home. And he was at home with Krishna Balaram on the central altar, Krishna Balaram temple. Hmm. Yeah. So, what else? Um, I see no questions in the chat. Does anybody want to add anything? No. Yes. No. Good morning, Guru Maharaj. Just kind of around here. Ram. Good morning. Good morning. Once in uh, in New Vrindavan, uh, one devotee, Madhava Ghosh, he told me that while Srila Prabhupada was a, at the Scottish Churches College, that he was on the soccer team there, that he had played he played goalie for Scottish Churches College. <laughs> yeah, he played goalie. Yeah, I remember hearing that. Uh, that's very nice. Yeah, he he had a little penchant for for sports, for playing ball. <laughs> In regard to playing ball in the Leela, of course, there is no one more expert than Balaram. That's an interesting point to know. Anyway, let's see. Okay, here's a, a comment or a question, let's see, from Madhavo Paul. He says, Yadi papi chadi dharma nure deshe jai morasenapati bhakta joibe tathai. So he's given us the quote although he has not cited the book. If, the English goes, Yadi papi chadi dharma, duri deshe jai. If a papi, a sinful person, chade dharma, giving up uh, dharma, religious principles, dure deshe, goes to a deshe, distant uh, land, Far off countries, uh, then the prediction is more senapati bhakta joyibe tathai. My senapati bhakta, which means like a military commander, my general will come at that time and give them my dispensation. Lochandastakur from Chaitanya Mangal. So some have liked to think that. Chaitanya Mongol has predicted Prabhupada's uh, work in the world. It's, it's a good fit. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Lochandastakur ki jai. Gaur Bhakta Vrinda ki jai. So we'll we stop there. we meet again, I guess, next Sunday and then again for Radhastami as well. Same time. I look forward to it. Thank you all for uh, your your time and 
interests in the subject and, um, and uh, the fact that you've uh, found me to be um, a good representative property is humbling and I, I try every day to live, live up to your expectations and his of me. Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Gaur Bhakti Vrinda ki jai, Gaur Premanandi.